Spirits up. Got a candle here. Hey, fella. <laughs> I'm trying. Trying my All right. hardest. Trying my hardest. Check. Okay, I check so. one, two. Getting levels. Check two. Check uh, we'll just check get two. Sounds good, Cam. Just, we'll just we'll get some levels. Right. Uh, say something. Uh, yeah, say something personal. Say a personal secret you never told anyone before. Uh, just to get some. Uh, just Alec as we get Baldwin's some levels. Yeah, just, uh, I told Alec Baldwin to do it. Really? I wow. did. Low, Cam. You hear about this? That's you a hear, low. You hear about this? That's a low. Do you hear about this? Is he going to get charged for manslaughter? No. You don't think so? No. You think someone on set will? No. What? Yeah. I don't think you can accidentally kill someone and it just go away. Um, I think you can uh, when, like, it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, Danny Heatley didn't mean to kill that guy when that guy flipped over. But that's, da- that's when the, the when definition that guy- of manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and he and he came and he came back with a seventy-five point season the following year. Took him off the cover of Chell. Danny Heatley was fine. Big Danny Heatley fan over here Here's, on uh, at the side of the podcast. Watch, they're just gonna throw an they're gonna throw an intern to go to jail for it. Nah. Apparently, a bunch of people are walking off set already. Why? Before it even happened. Oh, they said a bunch of uh, rules weren't being followed. The guns were going off like crazy. Like crazy, <laughs> just at every time. <laughs> yeah, and scenes that didn't even ask for it. Yeah, they they're calling Alec Baldwin new OJ. Okay, now you have the inside scoop on this. Yeah, oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. OJ Simpson, famous gunman, uh, famous truly gunman. one of the most famous people to use a gun. Uh, OJ Simpson. Speaking of OJ Simpson, not that Hinkley, new Bronco. Oh, the new Bronco. Oh. Oh man, it's got You're a telling me. It's got a beautiful heads-up display, uh, Bluetooth connection. Uh, the seats come all the way down, and it's got a kind of one of like those um, golf cart governors on it, where it can it can only go like forty-five kilometers an hour. Like that's its max speed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, every time you turn on the car, it automatically sets you to go back to L.A., California to. Uh, OJ's house. It automatically goes back to the I-95. That's right. Uh, the I-95. There's a, a you know um, loves the I-95. Loves the I-95. I actually saw an option on the Ford website. You know, you can go on the Ford website and add the customizations to your car and it's sort of build. You can see sort of the price. You can actually pay an additional cost to have Al Cowlings drive the car for you. Really? Re-ice, I saw this, and it's surprisingly not that much money. AC is looking for work these days. How much is the uh, option to have a little bit of blood splatter on the steering wheel? Well, that's the funny thing. No blood. No blood on the steering wheel. No blood on the steering wheel. You can get. I thought there was blood on the steering you, wheel. No, no. You can get an attachment actually. Um, that uh, when you park your car beside your back house that Kato Kalen is renting, because of course, if you're going to buy a new Ford Bronco, you need to have Kato comes with it at this point. Kato, he comes and rents a little bit of property off beside your driveway, uh, and he'll take charge of that. Don't worry, he'll he'll splatter the blood all around the air conditioning unit and the other side of the house. Uh, he kind of takes care of all that for you. Wait, was that the crooked cop? No, that's uh, Mark Furman. You mean you mean hero cop, Mark Furman? 
Oh, I mixed up. Who's Cato? I think Cato. Well, Cato's Cato, of course, rents the back house from okay, your so guest house. your main house. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, learning very so much. sensitive hearing. Then, Cato Kalen has. Apparently, it sounds like an earthquake. It sounds like an earthquake every time you come back. Oh, I'm, I I am outside of this. So he splattered the blood. And this is why OJ didn't do it. Or OJ did did it. <laughs> sure, that's why he didn't do it. It was fake blood. <laughs> fake blood. See, because we were testing it with like 1994 kind of blood sample analysis, where back then you just saw red liquid, and someone would kind of dip their finger in it, lick it a bit, and they'd say that's blood. That's blood. Uh, Kato Kalen, though, uh, he knows a little bit more than he's leading on. Maybe I don't know. I don't know who this Kato Kalen this person is. He rents the back house and he splatters blood everywhere, so he killed everyone. Everyone. I. <laughs> I think if you would have been in the courts and you would have presented that to the jury, it definitely would have thrown a curveball in there. Everyone was confused about the glove doesn't fit. It was. You would have been like, who's this Cato guy? O.J. Simpson, uh, the O.J. Simpson murder trial, famous for having very, very few curveballs thrown in its direction. Uh, this really would have tipped. The, this really would have uh, moved the needle. Yeah, just throw them right out of there. Have you ever been selected for jury selection? No. Never even got the letter or anything? Never even got the letter. I got the letter, and then I got the invite to go to court, and then went, was prepped, took the day off work, which you're allowed to do for jury duty. It's in the laws. And then I got a call on the Sunday night being like, yeah, the court, the case is canceled. You don't have to come, and you're out of jury duty. Which was so disappointing. Which was too bad because you were really going forward. Um, I was so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you really going forward with uh, well because you responded um, very very quickly. You said yes, I would like to take this opportunity. They're guilty. Like without even <laughs> without even being presented any uh, facts or the arguments or anything like that. They're like, is there any reason that you shouldn't be in this case revolving to this? I go, guilty, guilty, guilty. And you, and you said, you, yeah, you kind of made, made a little amendment like, if they're white, innocent. Yeah. And then I conflate those two things. Yeah, yeah. The, the oh, kitchen, ki kitchen jury really fell for you. Uh, the kitchen jury selection really fell for you as soon as you. I uh, think it was in Guelph. I don't know why it was in Guelph. I think maybe my address is still Aaron. Oh, okay. And that funnels down to Guelph. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is convenient for having two addresses. At times, very inconvenient. But, for example, insurance costs. And Aaron, very cheap. Voting. Go with Kitchener, because Aaron's always the exact same voting, and it hasn't changed the last 52 years. Um, other than that, normally a pretty big pain in the ass. Other than those, other than those three little things? Yeah, it was only two. Right. But, yeah, sometimes it comes in play. Anyway. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. <laughs> Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod, 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in a pod
um, of here on the podcast here. Uh, my name's Cameron Osborne. I'm sitting across the chair from Cam LeClaire. He's right there. Uh, yes, looking like um, very uh, the epitome of a Canadian man right now. A thick, yeah. thick wool flannel jacket. Uh, oh, a, you know it, brother. Toque which reads Canada. Um, that, yep. It's, it's uh, you know you really embraced everything that it means to be Canadian. You're drinking a it's mug cold. of maple syrup. It's cold as shit here. You're drinking a full mug of uh, freshly tapped maple tree syrup. Michael chops some wood today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're feeling, you're feeling that. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, it's like it's frost in the mornings. We got snow yesterday up here. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's get, it's getting. To Did that, you get snow where you are? It's getting to that time. No snow here in the city. No frost or anything like that. Uh, you know that dew is lingering on the ground though. Uh, you know. Oh in, boy, in, is it in, ever in the, in the morning times? That's when you need your Billy boots. Billy you got a good set of boots. Uh, they're okay. I got the Blundstones, and I am not sold on them yet. No. I've worn I've worn them for like they're broken in now. I bought them like mid July. Yeah. These things have miles on them. Yeah, still not sold. I don't think they're any better or worse than kind of like the normal hundred and fifteen dollar pair, one hundred and twenty five dollar pair of uh, steel toes I buy anyways. You know, kind of just Kodak boots from Mark's Work Warehouse or something. Shout out. Sure. Um, not sold on them yet, though. Well, I like the big thing is the slip-on ability. Yeah, that's not enough to do it for me because you know I can tie my shoes. That out of well, all out of all the things I kind of do in a daily basis, you know, like that's one of the easier things that I have to do. Do you really want to divide our listeners right now with saying something as um, huge divide as, in the listeners? Yeah. Can you tie your shoes? Very condescendingly letting people know that I can tie my shoes. And I'm yeah, an adult. Oh, you and probably I'm, have an education as well. I'm an adult boy. <laughs> is Velcro coming back? Velcro's coming back. I'm telling you, Velcro is coming back. Just wait for it. Uh, new pair of Yeezys with Velcro. Who is officially. Ch- Are you heard about this? He changed his name. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? What happened? Are you heard about this? He changed his name legally to Yay. Just Y E, correct. That's silly. No, like what's his last it's name? It's like he only has one name. He's it's like, like Prince. It's like Prince. He princed. Well, him. he he princed himself. Yeah, but it's the same. They had a bunch of other comparisons because I didn't think it was that. I thought it was pretty uncommon. But another example would be Adele. I'm, I'm sure she has a last name like a. Nope. <laughs> she. They I, don't. I, they just. They have one name, and his name is Ye. <laughs> Right, so yay, um, Adele, Prince. You think all these people? Yeah, just legally, um, that's their full name. They—that's what they do. Okay. You're allowed to change your name to one thing. I mean, you can't change your name to the Elon Musk, uh, like X Y Z, blah blah blah, two alpha three, uh, beta something. But <laughs> so you're saying as long as uh, you're saying as long as there's you know, all the characters check out, you're allowed. Yeah, to. as long as, and you can't. You can't do um, emojis. I think didn't we learn this recently? And we learned this recently. We also learned that you can't name your kid Adolf, like they've just really? sort of uh, or Hitler, yeah, or Hitler specifically. Yeah, you can't just that they, they've taken that one out. And I'm you sure, sure people, I'm sure people would look down on you if you named your kid like Mussolini Leclerc. They would probably have something. They would probably think that's just bizarre. <laughs> 
I see it because I'm just surprised that they banned that outright. <laughs> I guess that kind of makes sense. That's fair. No, yeah. I mean, it's illegal to have anything Nazi related, so uh, that Is does it? make sense to me. I'm f- I'm kind of sure that like if you're like, hey, look, a bunch of Nazi memorabilia, people are like, yeah, you you can't have that. Um, we'll look into that more, Cam. Uh, let's get into the podcast then, shall we? Let's get into uh, the week by first reviewing last week because we got some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes, 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 we got some notes. Okay, last week we were talking okay. about uh, na- uh, deaths in NASCAR and racing in general. Mm-hmm. NASCAR deaths, actually not as common as you would think, um, considering that there's, you know, hundreds of cars driving hundreds of miles, hundreds of times a year. Uh, since NASCAR's inception, there's actually only been 28 deaths. Uh, the first being a man by the name of Larry Mann, who passed away at the Langhorne Speedway on September 14th, 1952, uh, during the 250-mile race. And the most recent was, in fact, actually just Dale Earnhardt at the Daytona Speedway on February 18th, 2001. So it's been over 20... Still, still in the aughts. Still in the aughts. Still, it's been over, yeah, it's been over 20 years since Dale Earnhardt has actually passed away. So out of um, uh, out of all of these deaths... Out of these 28 deaths, uh, 14 of them have happened at Daytona. So you think your job is technically safer than a NASCAR driver's? I mean, I there was there was that state. Or no, more more not more safer. Sorry, equally yours is more dangerous. No, yours is more dangerous because I'd say there's a pretty good chance you're going to get hurt at work. Well, there was that. Um, I remember a few years ago there was that Radiohead stage that collapsed, and I think a tech, a stage tech, uh, died. Uh, so you're right. Was that his full name, a stage tech? Yeah, it was a first initial A, stage tech. No, full name, a stage tech. A stage tech, Johnson. Um, uh, so yeah. No last name. <laughs> so out of, yeah, so out of all these 28 deaths, um, 14 of them have happened during the race, eight have happened during qualifying rounds, and six have happened during practice or test laps. Um, which would have now, to be if the we worst. Did all of racing, I think that's different, though. Which would have to be the worst: dying during a qualifying round. You know, like oh at God. least if you're gonna die, it's just practice. Exactly, and we're talking practice. But that compared to Formula One deaths, um, there have been 51 Formula One deaths uh, since approximately the same time. Actually, June 18th, 1952 was the very first one. So, <coughs> up. Uh, the most recent Formula One death uh, occurred on September 2nd, 2017. Uh, by a man who got in a crash like nine or ten months earlier, however, succumbed to his injuries uh, and passed away on that day. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, we so that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a few months after the race, but so I would say your job is more dangerous than NASCAR, but less but less dangerous, dangerous than F1. <laughs> Formula One. So that's yeah, that's the glory spot of um you know of a job. I mean. You know, uh, lack of activity and obesity kills millions a year. So yeah, does yeah. does the accountant have a pretty high risk of death? Probably. But we can never forget a stage tech. A, a stage tech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, but the, but that that that's where you are. Where's yeah? Where's your job fit in the danger scale? Let us know. Two season pod at gmail.com. <laughs> the safest thing you can do NASCAR. The most dangerous thing F one. That's where kind of the exactly right. I mean, even what? Uh, so what? Twenty eight people passing away in NASCAR in seventy some odd years. I mean, there's been probably more than twenty eight people who's who have died in McDonald's. In the last oh. seventy-eight years, you know, across the planet, in the last seventy-eight in the last hours, seventy-eight hours, which is not a usual measure of time. 
72 plus <laughs> plus a plus a little bit there um yeah, plus a little bit that's how the shifts work they never equal shifts with breaks and time changes yeah, exactly, coming up exactly you know. true 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 but uh but there you have it there you have it uh so i'd say oh should we get it should we get ahead of complaining about the time change before everyone else does oh are we falling back are we falling back soon yeah when do we fall we can be the first to break it Okay. <gasps> Folks, we got some late breaking news here. I uh, just got just uh, sorry. I have some news. I just got some, I have some news okay. just coming across my desk. Oh. oh geez. Okay, okay. This is uh, some right. new copy that's in front of me. Okay, Wait, everyone. We got we got Alec Baldwin news coming up later, but first off, the time <laughs> will be changing <laughs> in two weeks' time. Two weeks time. Are we sure? Can we get a confirmation on this? I got I got a Sunday it's coming in on Sunday. It's gonna happen on a Sunday morning. You will be asleep when it happens. <laughs> This is this is huge news, huge huge news. Uh, of course, I guess that's what November seventh, uh, uh, first or second weekend in November. Yeah, November seventh. November seventh. Uh, the <laughs> the clocks will be going back or uh, going forward, which uh, de- depend depending on which one you want. <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna we got news from our producers. Um, more really, like more news, <laughs> more it. news. Cam, drop <laughs> it, drop it. <laughs> It's in deliberation. They're not so sure about the time change thing. There's there's controversy coming out of Washington. People aren't happy about it. Right, right, right. Just like every year. Just like every year. Hugely controversial. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Okay. I'm actually looking Fantastic. forward to it because it's too damn dark in the mornings. Going out for 7 a.m. walks. It's too damn dark. It's too dark. Too damn dark. So you want it to be lighter in the mornings. And what about the night? What about the evenings? Oh, that sucks. Oh, you have no problem with the evenings. Eh, I'm a I'm a morning guy. Right, 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 right. Well, that's not that's not too bad. Well, we'll keep we'll keep you posted on this ever changing news story, though. Yeah. Well, glad we got ahead of that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Um, Jesus Christ, Cam, this is a radio show. You're gross. That was you. That was we don't cool. we we do mono, or something. So no one can tell who that was because it came into both ears. Until until uh, until we do take that stereo mix one day, one day we might just split off left right. No one will know. You don't think anyone will notice? I don't know. I don't know. How many people are listening through their headphones right now? Not in their car. Not in their uh, you know whatever. I don't know. Um, I got a game for us. Ooh. And I'll let you guess what it is because I previewed it last week and I said I would do it. Yeah, do I remember you this. Remember? <laughs> I think we were what talking about. I uh, said last week in September. I think I do. I think I do. I think we're playing some March Madness. Woo! Got him. <laughs> yes, sir. And that is due to the recent release of the Netflix. Probably top grossing show for the next 52 years. That's right. The top bracket of Seinfeld episodes. Cam, how deep are you in the show at this point? Since uh, since last we spoke, I probably chugged out about a season and a bit. I'm uh, personally on, I guess today will be 18 days straight of work. So, um, you know, only having some time really in the mornings, uh, you know, when, when you're working out or something, when you're eating food. So, you know, I haven't been putting the the home necessary homework that I think I need to, Oh, but that's okay. I don't know. I don't think I told you this. Speaking of working out before we get into this, got really good news from the doctor. Okay. 
surgery date December 6th December 6th great day and and guess what I asked I said hey doc the last doctor I talked to said Cam don't do anything until you get surgery so I asked the doctor I said Can, I've been kind of just feeling things out doing things slowly and figuring it out he goes perfect plan I go well, it, well, could it get worse he goes eh it could but I'm gonna fix it <laughs> so I said can I go back to Muay Thai he's like sure like, can I play golf? He's like, get after it. So I'm a, I'm a healthy boy, but oh boy, when December 6th hits, Jesus, I will be out and dead for six weeks. Six weeks. Or I might, I so might not come back. So we're going to cover, so we're, so we're blowing straight through your birthday party. Uh, yeah, I just won't be, like, I'll be a bit recovered. Okay. After that, like I'll be enough to move around by then. But the first week I think is going to be a little bit of hell. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Yeah. So. News. That's news. That's some news. News. All right. March Madness. Season March, October. Um, top eight Seinfeld episodes. Cam, the first one. The iconic. The classic. The one that everyone talks about. That's right. The one where George gets caught doing the thing he shouldn't have been doing. And they make a pact. I believe it's $50 each. That's right, people. It's the contest. Who can survive the longest with people like JFK? Not JFK. The Kennedy's son. JFK Jr. JFK Jr. Was it JFK Jr. in the show? Yeah. It was a Kennedy. Okay. John, yeah, John John. John John. Um, we got the Virgin. We got the naked lady across the street. That's the first episode. The contest versus the marine biologist. Not sure if you've seen this one recently, Cam, but that is the one where Kramer is hitting golf balls into the ocean. Uh, George claims to be a marine biologist as well and has to save a whale coming onto the land. What's the B plot? What's the B plot in that one? Um, I think they they mend together. So like, Jer or Kramer's hitting golf balls all the time, mm -hmm. and then George is pretending to be a marine biologist, and they merge at some point. How does Jerry come into it? How into the mix? Uh, he would be the B. He would be the B story. Yeah, I don't remember. It's kind of a big setup to the punchline, right? Like the whole show is just a setup to the one punchline. <laughs> 20, 21 minutes of big show to punch. Uh, yeah, Cam coming out with two hot out of the gate. I think two uh, season fivers hot out of the gate, um, which is a big one. Uh, yeah, both great episodes. I think um, I think we're gonna have to go with the contest on this one, though. I think that's I think that's a, that's a, that's an easy pick. Yeah, kind of mid mid show run episode. Hype yeah. prime. It was fantastic. Alright, next one is the conclusion of this saga with Susan after George sheeps out with some invitations. That's right, it's the invitation episode. Can't forget it. Uh, and where we get a dim look into how everyone reacts when they find out someone very close to them has died. That's the invitation. Versus the gum. Now, do you know the gum episode off? Um, yes. Yeah, it's the one with the gum, and uh, Kramer works at the movie at the movie that uh, the like the, you know the movie theater. And Lloyd Braun. <laughs> Lloyd Braun. Jerry has the glasses, and then he accidentally gives him like a hundred dollars for all this shitty gum from Chinatown. Uh, another classic. Ep another classic episode, though. Another classic episode between this and the invitations. Um, uh, Lloyd you cannot forget George running down the street in a King Henry V uh, uniform going, I got it from the Institute. 
Right, yeah, because he's not crazy. He's normal now. Uh, yeah, another, another two great episodes of the show. I gotta say, I gotta say for this one, let's go um, the invitation. Let's go Susan dying. Really? Because that, I mean, uh, that initial reaction when George has to tell them that she's dead, and it truly proves how terrible of people they all are. George wanted out of the relationship, but he didn't know how to break up with her, and she dies. And they just look at each other saying, I'm so sorry? In a way, this is kind of what George you wanted, George. You wanted her to be gone and you to be single. Of course, then kicking off the summer of George. Um, so I'd have to go with that episode. I, uh, you know, that really kind of epitome to me proves of how terrible all four of these people are. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that it's a big turning point for the show, mm. which I like. All right, next up, it is where Jerry is going on the Tonight Show and manages to find a, a relatively different shirt to impress the masses. That's right, it's the puffy shirt. Versus the one where Jerry and George get into a limo pretending to be O'Brien, <laughs> finding their way to the MSG to find out that they are the leaders of the uh, white nationalist group and might have got themselves into a little bit of a shitstorm. The limo. Um, yes, I like that one. Ah. Yeah, we're going to have to pick the limo on this one. One, because uh, um, I, the, the, I love the opening premise of seeing, uh, you know, when you're, when you're getting off the plane and you see the drivers, which have, you know, a sign that says somebody's name, and then you go up to that sign, and what if you just walked up? <laughs> what if you just walked up to somebody holding the sign and going like, yep, I'm, I'm O'Brien. It's like, oh, okay, great. Here are your bags. Let's go. On a on a and on a semi-related, unrelated note, um, my cousin did that to us one time when we were flying into Atlanta, and he said, "My cousin said, yeah, I'll send my driver for you to pick you guys up from the airport, and he'll bring you back to my place." And we waited at that terminal, waiting for a dude with a sign that said Osborne or Paul or something. But eventually, as it dwindled down, you know, and there's a few people left or whatever, my dad couldn't get his eyes off this guy holding a sign saying Vandalay. And my dad and I, my dad's looking at me, he's like, I think, I think that's for us. I'm like, Dad, it's Vandalay. He's like, yeah, nobody's really named Vandalay. There's something fishy going on here. Uh, so, of course, my dad and I walk up to this uh, driver and say... Uh, are you are you waiting for Paul or like are you waiting for Paul Osborne or something like did Dave Osborne send you and he's like yes <laughs> we're like ah fuck <laughs> so he so, was looking for Art Vandalay so we were waiting for like 15 minutes dad and I just looking at this guy going like I think that's for us but we were like no let's not go ask him we'll wait to see if there actually is a Mr. Vandalay because that would be a surprise in and of itself right yeah <laughs> are you looking for Art Art Vandalay yeah all right, so we will then take the limo episode and last off, Cam, the parking garage. Where is this a bottle episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could call this a bottle episode. They probably just kind of reshot the parking garage from many different angles to give it the look of uh, many different, you know, floors or whatever. Right, and at the same time, Lane has a goldfish. Jerry has to go pee. He gets in a little bit of trouble because he has to go pee. And Kramer does something wrong. 
Uh, well, he was the one who forgot where they parked. He got yeah. So he was <laughs> he was the cause of everything. Versus the Bubble Boy, a classic, classic episode where Jerry and Susan and Elaine and Kramer, or not Elaine, yeah, Elaine, uh, are going up to a cabin owned by Susan's father where they have to make a stop to go see the bubble boy who is not only a boy but quite a man bubble boy he lives in a bubble um and like cap off that episode with I'm sorry it's the moops <laughs> I'm sorry the moops um, another 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 great two selections, Cam. God, this uh, this March Madness has been a very hard bracket. Uh, I think for me, we're gonna have to go parking garage. Uh, the parking garage on this one. What stands out for this is parts of that truly epitomize the I'm sane and the world is crazy. But then when you present the situation, the world is sane and you're crazy. Like it is a crazy thing to ask somebody to drive you around a parking lot until you find your car. That is crazy. There is no precedent on that ever needing to be done or should never be done. You should never ask the question, nor should you ever allow it. However, it frames it as though Elaine is the sane one and everybody asking f or everybody declining the rides are the crazy ones, uh, which, you know, Seinfeld just does so perfectly in so many episodes. All right. Well, that's, uh, did I miss, first of all, did I miss any you were expecting? Um, uh, pardon? Say that again. Did I miss any that you were anticipating? Uh, no, no. I thought you'd do more earlier and later. You really stuck in between like three and six, season three and six. There's a uh, <clears throat> I'm <clears throat> no that's 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 about that's all that's all I'm saying. It's the best seasons. Okay. All right, cameras. Uh, moving <clears throat> on now, round number two: the contest versus the invitation. Two very different episodes, but still the same terrible characters. Yeah, still the same terrible people doing terrible things. Ah, um, uh, this one's tough. I haven't watched the invitation as part of the re my rewatch, uh, but I'm gonna say that would have to be it. Actually, I think that might get the the upset win. All right. The, the upset wow. win, dis despite the uh, <clears throat> despite the master of your domain, just, just despite a plot all the twist. the wordplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of wordplay. A lot of wordplay. Never say the word in the show either. Exactly. Well, that that way one. it can be on PG television and it runs mm. in syndication. All right, cameras. Next up is the limo versus the parking garage. Two car related episodes. Ooh. One where they're in one, one where they can't find one. Um, I do like. Yeah, I uh, yeah, this is a good one. A lot of stuff going on here. Um, let's go parking garage on this one. There's that funny bit when George, like, you know, sees the girl and then they get in the car and everything seems to be going good and they just get around the corner and she's already kicked him out uh, <laughs> for saying or doing something. Classic George. This leads us to our finale, Cam, the invitation versus the parking garage. Yeah, two big ones. Two big ones. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough, Cam. Some of these March Madnesses can be tough sometimes. Let's go invitations. Let's go invitations. I feel like there's more of a kind of culmination arc to it too, right? Like Susan, this woman that George completely ruined 
her life by getting her fired from NBC, ruined her family's life by, you know, be kind of being indirectly responsible for the cabin burning down. Uh, set, um, you know, just uh, com- the family completely blowing up when they're discovering uh, Susan's father's uh, homosexual um, affair with John Cheevers, and then ultimately leading to Susan dying. Uh, George is responsible for so many terrible things happening to this family. Uh, yet he's the uh, he's the protagonist, or is he the antagonist? Uh, it would certainly seem as though he's the bad guy based on all the terrible things he's done. Uh, so I'd have to go um, because of this. We're ha- we're we're going with the invitation. Love it. The invitation Huge. takes it. Probably the best character out there too, George. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah. Agreed. All four. I mean, all four of them are great, but yeah, George is the character. Yeah, he's the guy. He, he's the guy we can all. Look to ourselves and realize that aren't we all George's at heart? We can all relate. We can all relate to the character. When someone doesn't give you back your change and you say, hey, "But you, 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 you didn't give me back the seven twenty-five for the ticket," regardless of the other circumstances, that's how you feel. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, big winner though. Great game, go. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That goes out. Shouts out to the um, the boys hanging out in Wisconsin, Afghanistan. You know, I know they're big listeners of the show. Big listeners of the show. Big listeners. So I'm really surprised. I mean, uh, I'm really surprised that uh, the U.S. government didn't really try to change the name of that uh, of that city. <laughs> but hey, uh, you know, Afghanistan, Wisconsin. It's all good. Yeah, it rings off the tongue. Honestly, Afghanistan does. does sound like a southern town if you. Just yeah. Put put a southern draw. On, put a southern yeah. draw on it, and let's see if it works. Where are you from? I'm from Afghanistan. It's about a quarter mile past Houston. <laughs> I don't think that works. No, <laughs> I don't think that works. A quarter mile past Houston. You had it all. I could. I I pictured you know the straw coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Big set of dirty time. overalls. Yeah. Oh, I, I tell you, I see one rig up there the other day. Next thing you know, Afghanistan's on flames. Yeah, this isn't working at all. No. All right. However, keep doing keep doing your uh, you know your white countryman accent. Uh, you know you can work on that. You can probably get something good I out can, of it. I, yeah, I can get something. Out maybe of it. try a bit All of right. a uh, maybe you should try a bit of a Kevin Spacey and House of Cards type of Southern accent. Just be super broad, uh, <clears throat> very non-specific, uh, and who knows? It could actually end up being successful. Sometimes when you don't like how the table is set, you have to change the cloth on the table. Very broad. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean, Kevin? Uh, If you don't like the dinner plates, get a cup. Well, that's pertinent. That, that's pertinent to you, Cam, because you were you were you you uh you 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 started uh writing a new play, uh, played as a cup. And where <laughs> it's, it's sort of like plate a, is a cup. It's sort of like a normal family drama, but you know when they're sitting down for dinner or anything, they're they're never drinking from cups. They're drinking from plates. This place seems to be going. The place seems to be going very well for you so far. I've heard, uh, you know, um, getting some good press. Uh, opening day is coming soon. It's a, it's a big comment on materialism and uh, recycling and Greta Thunberg. Right, right. And this is actually a production that you had cast a lot of friends, family, Shannon's in it too. Uh, but everybody else was cast in the role of, of tree. 
there's like a, a non a non speaking tree role, and you sort of occupy the role of you you play the Cam Leclerc character, you play your own ex wife, uh, you play your own kids, you play your daughter's new boyfriend who you are intimidated by. <laughs> There's a great scene where he asks for ketchup and he gets a bottle of mustard, but it's in a ketchup jar. It's just, right, right, really right. speaks on the uh, workers' rights of Heinz employees. Well, I like there's a, there's a good there's a good uh, 25 minutes there in the first act where it's you and your 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 daughter arguing that you are trying to size up her new boyfriend uh, while while he is saying, no, Mr. LeClaire, I'm not I, I'm not a threat to you in that way. And you keep trying to chest bump him. Yeah, I keep shooting for the single leg on him, but his ah. defense is impeccable. Uh, check it out. It's off off Broadway. Um, That's the title. <laughs> off off Broadway. Off off Broadway presents plate is a cup. Off off Broadway plates is a cup. Presents plate is a cup live from Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> you tried to get as close to New York as you could, and Newark uh, was good enough because you thought they said New York, but they actually had just said Newark. Uh, you thought I they thought were saying New Jersey it was-, was in New New York for years until someone corrected me and said they were different states. Right, right. You thought it was a uh, well, like a New England thing. You were very, you were very confused about that. Well, I knew Buffalo was part of New York, and I just figured he'd jam them all in. Right. And every person I talk to in New York is like, I ah, New Jersey wishes they were us, and I, I just kind of thought that meant they were them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a, like an int, yeah, an interprovincial kind of rivalry or interstate rivalry. But it I just thought it was no. a city. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was a city. New Jersey was the I, city. Correct. It's wow. not. Yeah. Break. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Wait, my producer's handing us something right here. New uh, Jersey is, is, is. Did we get this right? Can we confirm? We're, we're calling uh, on air. New Jersey is not a city. <laughs> New Jersey's a, not a city, is it's in a fact a state. state? Yeah. yeah. And you, because you thought Rutherford was just like a street. Like Rutherford, New Jersey. You thought Rutherford, New Jersey, was just a street. In I thought Yonkers was just a saying. Or exactly, exactly. You thought Yonkers, New Jersey, Manhattan. It's all the same thing. Manhattan, the Bronx. I thought the Bronx was a baseball team. Queens, Queens. The Bronx sounds like the coolest place, though. You know what I mean? But is it because it has an X in it? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Name another place that has an X in it. Uh, Mexico sounds dope. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. That is a good point. That is a good point, Cam. Um, speaking of X, why don't we get into the adventures of what the hell is his name? Xminster <laughs> on this week's episode of MacGyver. MacGyver and Fiverr. Ma 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 MacGyver in five. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. MacGyver in Fiverr. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. Because we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode of MacGyver. <laughs> That's right, folks. Every single week, we chronicle the t- life and times of a man. And known only to us by MacGyver. Hey, if we're talking people with one names, we got Adele, Prince, Yay, MacGyver. Um, and this week, 
Oh, is this the un- this, is, okay, this is the under yeah. this right, this is the not distracting undertone. Um and this week, yeah, of course, as you know, we only have five minutes to recap the episode. We're talking about like this It's like you're getting louder as you do this. Uh it's like you're somehow getting louder. Uh we have episode t- ten for you this week. Target MacGyver. Cam, you're gonna kick this one off and then you're gonna kick it over to me. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, everyone everyone at home, if you haven't watched it, skip five minutes ahead, because that's, that's all the time we have. Yeah, all the time Pretty we have. Scream at our ears. All right, three, two, is that a news report? I can't take it right now. One, go. All right, this one opens up with an opening gambit. Thank God they're back. Not sure why there's inconsistencies, but we open up with Mac on a beach with some, uh, some very good-looking 80s women, uh, as the commentators ah. say. Where he's breaking into a beach house to rescue a kidnapped general. Uh, as he breaks in using his pocket knife, he goes in the kitchen and somehow doesn't make noise while stacking 20 to 30 different pots and pans on top of an ice cube uh, or set of ice cubes. He opens up the oven to slowly melt it and turns it on to 400 degrees because he just needs that moment of distraction. On his way out, he sets a great little trap, the old uh, vegetable oil on the floor, to just cap things off a little Home Alone style. Next off, it melts, and everything collapses onto each other, making a big bang, and the bad guys rush into the room, uh, slipping on all the olive oil and just being very confused as to what actually happened, while Mac takes the general out and gets there somewhat safe. Now they go out into the deck, and he somehow makes them fall through the deck, and now they, he pins them. He says, good dog, sit, stay. And that's the opening gambit. Wow, what a, what an incredible. It was a good one. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the story at all, as most opening gambits don't. So we actually uh, fish where he's given. The producer telling me to hurry up. Uh, <laughs> Mac blows up a, a nuclear refinement plant in uh, the Middle East and because Washington assigned it to him. So now we learn that he works for Washington. Uh, but he goes back to his beach house where he sees his commander. He says, "State, you Washington, Washington State. He works for Washington With State. Something, maybe the city. We're <laughs> unsure." Um, he finds out that X Minster is after his ass, and he's going to plan on kill Mac because he got a contract uh, for killing the nuclear something. Anyway, Mac gets out of town and goes and sees his grandpa because he's due for a visit. So he goes to his godfather, and his godfather leaves a voicemail on Mac's cell or on his phone saying, Don't come, but uh, the old guy at the, the store told me to, to call you, and this is my address, so don't come. And then Xminster picks it up because on the wiretap. Anyway, he goes to Xminster, or they go there, and Xminster's there with a militia. They go out, um, uh, Mac and his grandfather out fishing, and the guys come in and they almost blow him up because they keep shooting guns at him. Cam, I'm gonna pass over you, and I did it in two minutes. <laughs> they're getting shot at, so uh, Mac and Harry, Mac and Harry, his grandfather, they jump out of the boat while they're being shot at, and they swim to shore. Mac cuts some hollow wreaths and sticks them into a piece of bark, acting as a distraction. As he sends floating down the river, the bad guys, uh, it works briefly. They're shooting at it, but eventually we need to keep moving on. Uh, we've stumbled past a poisonous plant that. Mac and Harry plan to use as a projectile, um, like like it's a bl- like it's a blow dart gun. 
the first one takes out the first bad guy. It's a bullseye right into the neck. The second one misses the target, but good thing that Harry is there for the swift knockout. Mac and Harry have a nice heart-to-heart -heart where Mac says something beautiful about fighting for peace and justice. Uh, there were also some very bad ADR jokes thrown in here. Love when we see these. Harry starts making distraction while Mac starts to chop down a big branch right when a bad guy's Jeep comes underneath. Large branch falls onto the deep and crashing down below. We now combine some pine sap and pine cones, I think, to make a bomb, of course. Harry pulls out his own Swiss Army knife, and then we start to bury these natural landmines. Right when Axminster's truck comes across the landmine, Mark starts, Max starts throwing the grenades towards his crew, but Harry gets shot! Um, uh, he seems fine though. A big explosion goes off, the bad guys blow away, but of course we're back on a chase in a couple minutes. They arrive to Evermore, the town that Harry said would have a phone line and somebody who could help. However, it turns out the entire town is abandoned. Um, Mac patches up Harry and they share a beautiful moment about the loss of Mac's mother and Harry's daughter. Uh, but it's come morning time and, uh, it's time for the standoff. Mac uses grain dust to make a bomb. Harry even has a plan of his own where he plans to light pine nuts on fire which will act like little firecrackers and could uh, provide a distraction. Now Axminster has arrived. The first two lackeys are lured into this grain dust bomb uh, where they get blown back. Next up, Harry sets up his little pine nuts and it works like a charm. Uh, the bad guys think that there's shooting going on everywhere. They're shooting all over the place and the distraction works. Now only Axminster is left and out of nowhere jumps off a roof and attacks Mac. After a bit of a scuffle, Mac sets him underneath his big final trap when Mac tackles a pillar and jumps out of the way for a balcony above to come crashing down. The day is saved. As Mac starts to leave town, he thanks Harry, uh, goes to shake his hand, but Harry goes in for the hug. Um, and that's our episode. Wow. Perfect timing. Unbelievable. Yeah, the, I just, I was so... I pulled out of the episode when he's in the kitchen where the bad guys are one room away pulling out every pot and pan and they're sitting there in quiet not noticing anything so you were i have tried to do dishes in the morning as quietly as i can and woken up people in different levels of the house and cam but he manages to do that i mean cam you and i live together you know that i can't do dishes quietly <laughs> you can't you can just it's called efficiency god damn it i'm getting those dishes clean <laughs> <laughs> but he pulls out like 50 pots and pans of those beach Way house too many. Stacks I, uh, who, who is that much cookware at their vacation house? <laughs> yeah. How many meals are you making? And I love how he just needed that for like a one second distraction when it could have just been like knock on the window and run away. Oh, the majority of the show is one second, is, is two second distractions. Um, yeah, it saves them two seconds. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah. MacGyver, can't wait. Can't wait for episode 111 next week. Or just episode 11. Yeah. 111. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, 1-11. Yeah, yeah, 1-11. Sorry. That was a bit. No, movie talk. No, yeah. It's movie talk. Well, because Cam, now that you're in now that you're in the industry with your pay with your play, pay, played as a cup, uh, you have a lot of um, streaming services looking to looking to pick it up, looking to option it. Oh, do is that breaking news? I didn't hear oh, about Oh this. Jesus, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> this is just coming across our desk right now. This is just coming. My producer's handing me a piece of paper. Uh, plate is a cup to be acquired by Paramount Plus. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping for a Netflix deal. That's okay. It, I, hopefully, if they team me up behind uh, Kitchen Nightmares, I'll be happy. Yeah, you're, they want to put you right in the uh, slot between Kitchen Nightmares and Bar Rescue. 
Uh, <laughs> what about where does Ink Master fall into all this? Uh, oh, Dave Navarro gets his own day. <laughs> his own day? Yeah, yeah. Thursdays on Paramount Plus is Dave Navarro Day, where they just what do. What other shows do they host? Eh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's I just guess. A, it's, yeah, he might be on the voice. It's just his day. Uh, we play a lot of old Jane's Addiction music videos, and uh, that one they they just kind of loop that one album, that one Red Hot Chili Peppers album that he played on. Wow. Yeah, and then just uh, haphazard photos of Carmen Electra put together in like a bad collage, and it's what does he have to do with Carmen Electra? I think they were married for a period of time. Wow, and she was the she was the sweetie in the aughts for every kid because they saw her in Fast and the Furious. I think absolutely not. I think uh, okay. Are you thinking Carmen Electra from the intro of Scary Movie One? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and um, Eva, Eva Mendes. Longoria. Eva Longoria. Eva Mendes. Yeah, you could be I right. Think ish, ish, yeah. Maybe. She might be married to Evan Longoria, who's a baseball player. Don't think so. Or I might be mixing those two names I up. I think it's just two, two uh, Spanish Americans, two Hispanic people have the same last name. It's not. <laughs> Never know. It's like Johnson and Johnson. Never. <laughs> All right, cameras. Let's get into our final game of the evening here. You always want to get into Morning. games. Yeah, what else do you want to do? Nah, that's a good point. I got, I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got shit to do. Cam, um, let's get into our last. I can tell. There's, is there a party going on in the in your living room? Party going on in the background. Party going on in the background. I'll tell you that much. Party going on under under the desk, if you know what I mean. Oh, we're him. gonna get to our last game uh, of the uh, of the week. Then it is a little game that we like to call Headliner Ass Nine. Hey, 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 Headline or asinine? Um, and the game is pretty easy. Uh, it's very complicated. It has a lot of complicated rules. Yeah, take uh, take Leno's headlines and mix it with uh, articles from The Onion. And uh, you have headline or asinine, Cam. I'm going to kick you off uh, this week. How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm headline or asinine. Uh, New Zealand Council ends contract with Wizard after two decades of service. New Zealand con- ends contract with Wizard. So I heard Wizard. You can't say Wizard anymore because the KKK took that name. Oh, so does Harry Potter go to uh, school of <laughs> sorcerers. A- sorcerers? Sorcerers. Right, 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 right. So this is this is where I'm a little mixed up. Um, yeah, ends contract. God damn it, it the more? KKK ruining everything for everybody, yeah. eh? Yeah, give me one more. I can't re- wear my white notes. linens anymore. Uh, the KKK just ruined that for me. Um, oh, speaking of white linens, I got something after this one. Cam, the headline is uh, New Zealand Council ends contract with Wizard after two decades of service. This one's a weird one. I'm going to go ahead and assume that the Wizard, because this is, this, this is the... That's the line in there we're confused about. If it's end contract with accountant... Headline. Ends contract with contractor. Headline. Wizard. I don't know where we're going with this one, Cam. Um, is is. I'm gonna go ahead and he gave himself the name Wizard, and it is meaningless to what he actually does. But he's been listed as the Wizard. It's kind of like how new tech companies are saying, "Oh, do you want to be in um, a, a 
a, a computer ninja and you're going to do coding for us and you get breaks at 10 o'clock and we respect you as employees and there's free beer on Fridays, that kind of shit. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that, that the, the wizard is just another name for something else he does, but it's not actually that wizardry. Headline. <clears throat> So, Cam, this is a headline, Cam, but I still got to think you were duped because it's the story about Ian Brackenbury Chanel, who uh, has been, for the last two decades, being paid $16,000 a year to provide acts of wizardry for the city of Christchurch, New Zealand. The 88-year-old has been contracted by the city for the last 23 years, racking up a total of $368,000 over the course of that time. Uh, Brackenbury moved to New Zealand in 1976 and began performing acts of wizardry uh, for entertainment purposes. Um, And when the government tried to stop him from performing magic, uh, the public protested. They loved this guy. Hey, he's just trying to entertain the crowd. Why is the government stepping in? Uh, So eventually, being this beloved public figure, in 1990, the then Prime Minister Mike Moore asked if he would become the official wizard of New Zealand, a position that he's held. Oh, big incoming news. Big incoming news. A position that he held since 1990. Since then, he's performed um, uh, a litany of things, from uh, rain dances during droughts, and he was celebrated across the country but recently he did make some disparaging remarks uh, when he did say, uh, I'll keep you in mind, he's fucking 88, so he's probably senile. Um, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. Never strike a woman. <laughs> never strike a woman because they bruise too easily is the first thing. And they'll tell the neighbors and their friends and you're then you're in big trouble. Uh, so New Zealand thanked him for his service for all the years bringing entertainment to so many people, but I think it's fine. The senile old man uh, enjoys retirement. Wow. The breaking news was he's also the Ku Klux Klan wizard. Huge but, uh, news, thought- Grand Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I love that one. There's one word in there, and that ruined everything. What? Wi- you know what that word was? What? Yet. <laughs> I love women. I forgive them all the time for I don't know what. I've never yeah. struck one yet. Uh, I love it. Take that out, and then it's like, okay, that's an interesting <laughs> thing you said. The yet is what kills all credibility. Yeah. You're like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as far as this guy concerned, women are like bananas. They bruise too easily. <laughs> all right, yeah, fuck this guy. Um, he's gone. <laughs> he's, he's cut. He's cut. We, we cut him. <laughs> All right, headliner asked Cam. Teacher beat student to death for not doing homework. Oh, yes. The ultimate teacher's revenge. Uh, just set beating somebody senseless. <sighs> now, context is key on this one. Uh, you know, was the homework... Like, was it a was it a uh, judo teacher and the homework was to learn a certain kind of chokehold? And then, you know, when the teacher was like, hey, did you do your homework? The kid was like, yep. And then the teacher applied the chokehold to him. And then all of a sudden uh, he choked out the kid yeah. uh, because he wasn't prepared with the proper defense. God, this I hope this is either a, this is either a story from decades ago or a story from a country that I will never visit. Um, I would be super surprised if it's America um, Or you know one of the countries that I would visit Such as America And New Zealand 
<laughs> is there whack over there? Uh, I hope it's not. Uh, so I'm just going to have to go with my heart. I'm going to have to say this is ass nine. This one is a headline out of Rajasthan, India. That checks where- out. Yeah, there you go. That checks Do I need out. to read more? We've all, we've all <laughs> listed. We all know Cameron's map of where he won't travel to. <laughs> and India, big X over India. <laughs> big X big over X. India. Yeah, just not showing up there. Um, anyway, the story itself is it's a private school where there's only seven kids, and he was getting in a lot of trouble with the work, uh, not doing work, and kept telling his parents, like, they're beating me every day. And they're like, yeah, you get back in there, kid. You know, when I went to school, I walked uphill both ways and got raped. Um, anyway, so they apparently he just beat him, pinned on the ground, kicking him, punching him, beating him with a stick, killed him. Now he's in jail. Not really much more context as to why. It sounds like this is just a terrible person. And if you only have seven students, yeah, that's going to be tough to cover up. I mean, if you have 65 oh. kids in your class and one of them dies, way easier to cover up. Well, he called the guy and he said, is he alive? Did you kill him? He goes, he's playing dead. And you're like, what? Jesus. Why? Yeah. So a little bit of uh, not as funny as you think. Just realize um, if you have a trip planned to Raghunistan, maybe it's time to cancel it. Maybe it's time to cancel it. Big. We're canceling India. Take that. India. Take that. Take that. Eat, pray, love. You're fucked. Eat, pray, love. Fuck you. Eat, pray, love. My dick. Um, Cam, I got another one here for yeah. you. Headliner asks nine six-year-old data entry prodigy already receiving offers from major temp agencies. Offers from major. Who's a major temp agency? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're in the business world, Cam. You're. You're. That's the question. You do fine. I, I, I know. I know there is like. The I know there is major temp agencies, but at the same time, none that are so big that they're like, we need to get this guy a potential job later on down the road. And like, who's? I don't know. I've been approached by temp agent. Not even, no, just like recruiter agencies. Why temp though? That's the question I have. I heard there's like new rules going on with temp agencies and hiring foreign workers in Ontario and that's causing a big stir. Don't have any news headlines on that. I have, didn't read it. But this doesn't make any sense to me because temp agencies are for temporary employees, not superstars. Asinine. That's asinine, Cam. Made it up. Yeah, no temp agencies don't have that kind of sway. Brother. No, for me and asinine, right. uh, it's not about you believing the story it's about the initial giggle you get after you hear it that's uh that's really what I, that's really what's in it for me fair enough all right cameras headliner last night newspire newspaper fires manager by posting job in obituary posting their job in the obituary like that would be yeah like cam leclerc <laughs> like the job like yeah like newspaper editor 2017 to 2021 (laughs) now how would you post a job no longer needed because of automation yeah now how would you post a job posting in the obituary which I think is would be like some kind of like salty editor would have put that together it has a whole different section like you're not gonna get a response to that because no one's reading who's reading the obits these days Oh, I figured out old people read the obits to see if their friends died. To see if their friends died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, if you're if you're you know 86 years old, you're not looking for a new job. Going like, oh, maybe I'll try editing a newspaper. <laughs> my, uh, my last. What's your experience? I was a wizard for the last I 20. Was years. Li- I was a wizard for the last 23 years, and I thought maybe <laughs> I could try my hand at editing newspapers. <laughs> Sir, this is a uh, this is a feminist newspaper. 
haven't hit one yet. Haven't hit one yet. Uh, I love that. It's the never say never. The Vince McMahon mentality of uh, of people. <laughs> never say never. Uh, this one's ridiculous. So I think because it's ridiculous, I gotta say it's a headline. It's asinine. I made love. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <sighs> all right, cameras. Send it. I got one more here for you. Uh, headline wrestling cam. Paint makers <laughs> are running out of blue. Uh, okay. That, uh, that sounds like something completely feasible. So these things happen with uh, global supply chain problems. Probably, they probably can't get like a seat or something that's like a certain shade of blue. Um, I mean, I still haven't got a bicycle that I ordered in January, so <laughs> am I surprised that you can't find the color blue? Not really anymore. Everything seems possible, except that Grand Wizard has not hit a woman yet. That's a headline. <laughs> He wasn't the Grand Wizard. That That's a KKK thing. He was just the wizard. You are right, Cam, sure. though. This is a headline. This is a recent story um, from Holland, actually, where the Dutch paint maker Axo Noble is running out of some of the ingredients needed to make the color blue. Running out of a specific color tint is apparently wreaking havoc amongst the entire paint industry. Uh, not only that, companies, paint companies, are now having problems sourcing the tin plate used to make their metal cans. So now empty paint cans are being shipped from country to country just so that they can be refilled. And like Cam, it is because, like you said, due to this kind of supply shortage, paint prices are expected to double in the coming months uh, uh, before, you know, the supply shortage heals up. The shortage could actually take six to nine months before things actually get back to normal. So if you're looking to paint something blue, buy it now, hold on to it, sell it in a few months, uh, you'll, double, you'll, you'll double your money. So my neighbor up here, three doors down, is an actual artist. Like does exhibits, has people come through. His and house they're and they're they're they're, they're the lead singer from Three Doors Down. They're it, yeah, Three Doors Down. Um, anyway, I can confirm this with them because it sounds like what you're saying is people are actually concerned about this. I will talk to the the, the feet on the street to figure out. Classic <laughs> and, feet and on the street. <laughs> and it's difficult to have conversations sometimes because our worlds are so different. When you just he used to build miniature homes, like you know those ones in um, Zoolander, where he's like, "What is this? A, a place for ants?" Yeah, they were the best at that wow. in Ontario. That's how know. they made their money, and then they became painters. I didn't know that was so. A, yeah. yeah, our world very different. Okay. Anyway, so I'll I'll tell him about that. Just go. Do you hear about the shortage on blue? And see if <laughs> I get any bites. See, see if he bites. All right, Cam. Headline last night. Butt dial. Cracks open cold case after 12 years. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know what's more surprising about this. Um, you know, did you accidentally call the police? Did you accidentally call somebody's voicemail? Is it the voicemail of the person you murdered? Because if so, how have you held on to their number for 12 years? You've had one phone in the last 12 years and you didn't delete the number? I mean, come on. Murder 101. Delete their number from your phone. Murder 101. Remove even the chance of texting them by accident. Now, I would love to hear the tape, you know, of what happened, right? Like, and what are the odds, you know, that you confess to the murder? You must be very brazen about the murder that you've committed. If you're talking about it so much, you could be talking about it during a pocket dial. Um, and with smartphones these days, isn't it funny that, like, you know, your smartphone screen won't be working, but then somehow you can, like, access the menus and call somebody with your ass, but then I try to touch it when my finger's a little damp and nothing. 
I don't get how these phone companies work. Uh, this sounds a bit too crazy to be true, so I'm going to say this one's asinine. Yeah, asinine, you got it. Ah, you I'll send you a little curveball there. Son of a little bitch. breaking ball outside the zone. A little breaking Speaking ball. Speaking of breaking balls. Nope. Uh, nope. Ast- Astros, nope. Astros are going to nope. the finals. <laughs> this isn't a baseball podcast. All right. It's a wizard podcast. It's a wizard podcast. And, and thanks for listening, folks. Uh, that was all the time we have for this week on Two C's. Remember, you can rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is all over the place. And uh, come back next week where we have episode 93. And uh, I'm sure a professional athlete that carries such number. And uh, a next episode of MacGyver. Looking forward to it. Right. And never forget, people, Kellogg's, the Welsh word for rooster. I'm Cam LeClaire signing off. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in a pod